We are back again. This is the Council's Connection. I am your host, Fabian Vixen. On this episode, we are going to be talking about making connections. We're also going to talk about job fairs. We're going to have, some, have my housekeeping items as well as my final thoughts. Of course, this is a part of the show I say, let's go. So on this episode, we're talking about making connections and job fairs. Um, that's the perfect way to make connections. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I want to start with the job fair uh, for school counselors. This is a great opportunity, whether you're about to graduate or you have just graduated in December. Or you're about to graduate May, June to get exposure and getting your name out there to various schools. This is the part of the year where it can be tiresome, could be frustrating, anxious, nervous, stressful, anything you can put at various of various adjectives on that. That's how you're feeling right now, especially around February to um, May, where a lot of districts are having job fairs. And of course, as a counselor, you already know this is a very competitive field. Where there are not a lot of there depends on the district where if you have a lot of people going into different roles as far as switching to high school or going from high school to middle school, middle school to elementary or elementary to high school, or going to a district position or to administration or retirement. Um, there are some openings. Like right now, Gwinnett County has 12 openings for council positions right now in, in Georgia. Um, Henry County, right now we have three, two high school and one elementary um Bibb county as of this moment there are no openings right now fulton county there are no openings griffin spalding county there's a couple uh, but i'm gonna stick straight to georgia um there's a website for educators or people that are wanting to get into education you go to teachgeorgia.org you could click on let's say for instance you want to be a um, counselor you could just click the counselor tab on the job search add it on and search you'll find a various number of positions open or if you want a specific position like if you want to be an elementary counselor middle school or high school you can click on those as well and see those positions they may overlap but it doesn't hurt to look at that um, you can click on the different counties um, to see what what will be the um, negligible commute for you um, sometimes if you want to get your first job and it's about 45 to 65 minutes away, sometimes that might be a, a sacrifice to make sure that you get a position and, you know, uh, get your name out there, get your experience, create your program the way you envision it. Um, I was 
lucky and blessed enough that my first position was three minutes from my house. Um, my I was in middle school, Appling, Appling Middle School. They had one counselor, but the district decided um, wanted to make sure that each middle school had two counselors. So of course they had the funding to create a second position, which was which is an FTE position. Um, for those that are listening, might not know what an FTE position means, which means it is an allotted position at your school. When you hear somebody say it's a Title One position or it's a grant funded position or because of the CARES Act, because of the pandemic funding, it may be something like ARP. Um, those those positions are for are limited funds and limited time frames. So that funding might create position for two to three years. So once those two or three years are up, you may have to possibly um, look for another job or go to another county or whatnot. So that's why it's, it's important to make sure that position that you're applying for the first question i would ask and make sure on the applicant if it's not on the application make sure that if it's a it is an fte position so that way it is a, it is a slot that is counted by this by your district to make sure that they have that a lot of number of counselors there um, there's nothing wrong with getting a grant funded position it just know that it's on a limited time basis so that way it's going to be a little bit tougher to make sure that you have a seat at the table in your building Unless they allot it for a lot for it in your building, which means your enrollment must go up, or there's a um, drastic need in your building. As far as like I said, with job fairs, you want to make sure that I've went to a job fair. This uh, I helped with a job fair this this past weekend. Um, it's, this is the twentieth I recorded on it, so it was the Saturday, the nineteenth. And make sure that one that you're properly dressed for your job fair. Make sure you are ready. Look like you're ready to. You're already at work for the first day. Look like that you already have the position. Second, the second tip is make sure you have enough copies of your resume on hand so you can give it to as many administrators at the job fair. You want to make sure that you're prepared. You don't want to have five resumes and there are 25 schools there. You never know. Um, introduce yourself. Um, let them see your face. That sort of thing. So that way, when you go to the tutor job fair, you'll be able to go ahead and pass out your resume. They might, oh, maybe down the line six months later, the counselor takes a different role or retires or whatnot. Uh, then you might be in mind like, hey, I met them at the job fair. They're very engaging. I would like to give them an interview. So you want to make sure that you are ready to go at the job fair. So that way you will be prepared to get a job. The third thing you want to make sure that you do is, uh, for me, I will try to create some type of digital portfolio. LinkedIn is very good. You could do a Weebly page. I did that for um for myself to show the things that I've done over the years. Uh, don't check mine out because I haven't updated it in a while, so I will need to update it probably this year. Don't know when, but sometime this year. One more tip I want to make sure is don't be nervous. Um, my personality is I'm an introvert. I'm extremely introverted. I am extremely shy. I'm doing a podcast with folks. So how you can you be shy and you're doing a podcast? Easy. My personality is I'm introverted. I'm nervous. I don't, I'm not, I'm comfortable talking to people. But when it's a, a large setting like a job fair, I kind of show up, which I will get to in a minute about making connections. So I will get to that in just a moment. But those are some of the basic tips as as a um, 
the new school counselor candidate, you want to make sure that you dress for the part, have plenty of resumes, create a digital portfolio for yourself, relax, have fun. I know I missed one, but if there's any that I might have missed, you know, you could leave a link, leave a comment on the messages link to let me know what I missed or some things that you did on a job fair. But that is some tips that I use for myself for as far as when I see people at a job fair, I will try to see how many resumes they have. Are they dressed for the part? Are they just coming in just as, you know, like they're shopping at Walmart or something? I want to make sure that that you're looking apart. You're serious about being a counselor. You're serious about your profession and that you're ready to go. If I need to hire you today. Now, I'll be right back with my my next section on making connections at the job fair. Be right back. So we just had our job fair in my county where I work at, and this first time I've been to a um, attended a job fair and helped out in about three years. Of course, pandemic kind of you know made a new normal in a sense. Very, I would say slow. Picked up a little bit in the last hour, hour fifteen minutes of, of the um, job fair. Uh, it was a good experience to do to get around that again, but I was in a different role. Um, for those that might not know, I am pursuing my leadership right now. I am getting my tier one leadership certification through RESA. That is a um, program in Georgia where, let's say, for instance, you're you're um, you have a college degree, but you don't have a your degree is not in education. You go through a program called TAP. Um, for those that want to get their leadership degree is so, um but don't have a you know certification in that you a degree with the certification go through an alternate program for educational leadership or apple you take the class um apply for interview if you get accepted you go through a year year-long process of a process of different classes you'll learn about um different parts of leadership as far as testing or building management ethics, teacher evaluation, leader evaluation, so forth and so on. And I'm not going to get off on a tangent about it right now because we're talking about connections. But some people might say, what's the difference between a tier one and a tier two um, certification for leadership? Where, Well, tier one will allow you to be an assistant principal or work in a district office that does district office position where that does not require you to supervise principals. Whereas a tier two leadership will give you all those rights as well as supervised principals. So supervised assistant principals or whatnot. So let's say you, you aspire to be a superintendent in about 20 years. You will need to get your tier two leadership certification. Or you want to be a, a building principal or a deputy superintendent. You will need your tier two certification. Even if you're a chief of staff, um, you will have to get your two, two, tier two leadership Excuse me, in order to do that. Um, uh, Mr. Simmons, Keith Simmons, that is in Griffin Spalding County right now. He was the um, superintendent's chief of staff. That Dr. Curtis Jones in Bibb County. He ended up going to Griffin Spalding County as superintendent, which means he had his tier two leadership ready to go. So, 
whatever position you desire to do if you want to get out of camp, if you want to aspire to go higher higher than counseling or you want to go on administration or whatnot just make sure that you have that required paperwork to make sure that you're ready to go um but making connections i just did on the previous segment we talked about new counselors that want to try to apply to the job um even don't get a job you can get your name out there a couple of different ways you can make connections at a job fair for one let's say for instance they have a position for a mental health or wellness facilitator or you know um even if it's a part-time like a part-time counselor position you can make those connections there at that building uh, you may not get the job as a main counselor but they might have something that's grant funded they can write something in title one or the need for a counselor um, my previous school they did write into their title one funds that they needed a um, they might they needed a half-time counselor where um, the counselor just retired came back half-time to deal with attendance so that is one way to make connections um i could give a um, quick story about myself as far as making some connections as far as that um i was of course i was working with griffin Risa as part of to get some clock hours for my um my tier one certification and me and another me and miss thomas she was one of the um Another Apple candidate that also works at my school, and Miss Hall from Risa, um, who was there supervising us as far as walking prospective candidates through the process, going through TAP, and how they apply, and the things they need to do. I would say we talked to about 20 prospective candidates. Um, one thing you got to make sure if you want to teach, make sure you um, and make it a lot easier, make sure you have your bachelor's degree. That'd be the first thing. If at all possible, go ahead and take the program admission assessment that's the math reading and writing portion of it the part one of the case for those that are listening in georgia make sure you get you pass those three parts and then get to get to your content the, the next tricky part will be for um for those candidates that want to go into teaching if you want to do elementary it doesn't matter what your degree is in because you're going to teach all four con- content areas anyway english math science social studies now, if you want to be more marketable, of course, you need to get, get take the um, gaze for your content area. Let's say, for instance, your degree was in theater arts. Most likely, that will lead to an English degree. Political science, uh, that will be lead to social studies, history, geography, so forth and so on. Now, if you're like, um, in business or STEM, anything STEM-related, that would be science and math, because science and math, of course, are crosswalk. Social studies, you probably could do language arts as well you probably might be on a you have to take the gates for both parts anyway and you know possibly on a waiver and go through tap um music education of course you would have to have a you would take music you might be a good way with course but most likely it would have to be in music ed and so forth and so on so then so many different pathways that are available to you to enable for those that want to go and teach but this is a counseling podcast so i apologize for going into uh, what I was doing on Saturday, but the, the antidote that I got from Saturday, Miss um, Hall had told me and Miss Thomas that, hey, if Miss um, Miss Doctor Hartline Hartline comes over here, you need to put your hand out, shake your hand, and introduce yourselves to her. So, just as just as the sun shines on a sunny day, she did walk over there to me and Miss Thomas. Miss Thomas um, introduced herself, and she. 
came to me and said, hey, I know who you are. And I'm, and I'm thinking, like, I don't know who you are. And we just, she just asked what our goals are and what we what we plan to do after we finish our certification for, for Apple. And my, of course, my answer was, um, I just want to weigh my options. I, I don't, you know, just whatever's out there. I want to make sure it's the right fit. That might seem like the most clicheish answer, but for me, I want to make sure when I, if I ever leave counseling to a district job or administrative position or anything like that, I'm not saying I'm doing it, but I'm saying if that pool ever comes, you have to make sure it's the right fit. You don't want to leave a position just for, just for the sake of leaving it to do something different, because you you you'll never know how it how it may affect you. Yeah, the money might be different, but the role is so much different. The politics are different. The commute might even be different. Your family obligations may change. You want to make sure that whatever role you take, that is the right position. So in making connections, you got to weigh the options as well. You want to make sure this is the right fit for me, my household, my professional career my livelihood as well as your sanity because sometimes the move to a different position to might not be the right move at that time so you want to make sure that everything that you do lines up according to what you have going on in your life so making connections can be great but make sure that when you make the connections that you're ready to connect don't don't just go hate to say this word hully gully into a position just to for the sake of it and then you realize I made a mistake I know I veered off a little bit from making connections but the more of that story was I was nervous meeting her I never met her before in my life I never seen her before in my life and I was scared to death to shake her hand even though I did and I felt like a doofus a little bit in how I responded but I know that's my mental makeup because I don't want to I'm deliberate in making decisions and I want to make sure whatever I do is the right decision and I count on the cost and everything that I do so that way it is the right decision for everything in my life so when you make connections make sure that you use those connections at the right time for yourself don't do it just because you got to connect now I'll be right back with my housekeeping items This is the part of the show where I do my housekeeping items. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, the Twitter, at Fabe the PSC. You can also follow my Facebook page, The Council Connection with Fabian Vicks. If you listen to your list of podcasts on your car or at home or wherever you may be, you can follow our podcast on Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Anchor, as well as Apple Podcasts. Some upcoming episodes I'm working on, um, we're going to be working on retaining and recruiting male counselors. I'm going to have a very special guest on that episode. We are also looking at bringing in Aaron Bundrich and Jeff Miller from Woodland Middle School. Their school just received RAMP certification last week, and we're very I'm very excited to have those two counselors on on my podcast. They're um, 
good friends of mine in Henry County Schools. I would love to talk to them and see how that came about and the work it actually takes to go ramp in the school. And I wanted to make that opportunity for everybody to hear what they did to make sure that they are ramp certified. Also, later on this summer, hopefully we'll have Caroline Perry, as well as Steve Sharp, friend of the show, to talk about Moon Knight and how does that figure into counseling and maybe tie in Boba Fett. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it picked up in the second half of the season, so I'm going to take some time to watch that possibly during spring break. But um, those are my upcoming things for this this um this year before we go to ASCA in July. Um, some of you know I will be presenting at ASCA this year. Uh, we'll be presenting on strengthening the counselor-principal relationship. Uh, we, me and my co-presenter, Diane Virgil, friend of the show, um, presented this at um, the Georgia School Council Association and at Austin State, Austin P State University with Dr. Eva Gibson, uh, who's so gracious to have us on during um, National School Council Week to present to her um, students. It was very cool to um, present for them, and it's just opportunity to get, um, you know, just an opportunity to present. It's very cool. I'll be right back with my final thought. Fave's final thought. There's so many things going on right now in my head that I want to talk about. I also do a sports podcast. I'm probably going to bring up the same point again when I record that on Wednesday. But I want to delve into this Deshaun Watson piece right now. Yes, I know this is not a sports podcast. If you want to listen to my sports podcast, that's the Four Valley Boys. It's also on the same platforms that you can find my podcast on the Council Connection. Let's just go back to January 2021. You threw for 4,000 yards. Your team was 4-12. and 12. You asked for a trade. Then in March, 23, 22 to 23 women have come have came forward to disclose that you sexually mistreated or sexually assaulted. Of course, you denied it. And we go into a, almost a year since the first allegations came forward. And you, of course, you didn't, the grand jury did not decide to convict. So criminally, he's off the hook. But what about civilly? Now, if you watch sports and follow sports, he has just been traded to the Cleveland Browns as if he's a free man. He has just been traded. For three first round picks, a fourth round pick, and a pick swap in the fifth round. I know some of y'all listen to like, what? Not the what, like, and what are they doing? Like, no, you know what? Like, what are you talking about with draft picks? Well, that's the compensation of what his worth is. Keep in mind, this is a quarterback who has won exactly, I want to say, one playoff game in his five years as a quarterback. He took the whole year off last year because, you know, the, uh, the Texans paid him, but they did not even play him. The league did not suspend him where they could have suspended him. They're probably going to wait until, you know, 
if the civil suits are adjudicated. But that's not the point to my what I'm talking about right here. No matter what you think if he's innocent or guilty, something happened. And these women were brave enough to speak up. And my um my one of my favorite shows I watched was um, First Take or listen to the podcast on the way home from work. And Stephen A. would say, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it ain't no dang mongoose. So you mean to tell me there are 22 mongooses that are saying Deshaun Watson was sexually inappropriate with them or sexually assaulted possibly or sexually harassed them in a sense? Think about this. These masseuses were not league approved. So you went outside of the realm of your building. So that further lets me know something ain't right in this water. This water is more dirty than the water in Flint right now. By the way, the water in Flint is still dirty right now, y'all. How does this man well, let me say this this dude because sexually harassing or mistreating or, or assaulting 22 women you know that kind of loses his man card to me you know I have four daughters and we won't get into that if that would happen to one of my daughters because that's going to be a problem we as a society have to take into account sexual assault crimes sexual assault victims we have to make sure that when they speak we listen we have to make sure that we take with all seriousness whatever they say because like we weren't there but they're the ones that have gone through the through the, the horror heinous despicable actions of this quarterback this is just another telling tale of the NFL where it's business as usual now Calvin Ridley uh, for those of the Falcons fans was suspended for a whole season for gambling Now you can suspend a guy for gambling for a whole year. Ben Roethlisberger, Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson, the kicker from the Giants a few years ago. Let me stick with Ben Roethlisberger. Let me go back to him. I believe it was 2009, I believe, 2008 early 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 21st century his family has a lake house in Milledgeville which is about 30 40 minutes from Macon he was accused of rape in Milledgeville he didn't get suspended no he didn't get convicted or grand jury the fact that the prosecutor chose to not press charges because 
he didn't have enough concrete evidence to to have him put away. Of course, being settled out of court with a civil suit. NFL suspended him, I believe, for four games. I'm going to look that up and give you that correct data in just a second. But, but yet, we are... We are in the NFL. You are hypocritical in protecting the shield. 2010, he was suspended six games. And it, and it was, was cut down to four games at the beginning of the season. So how about that? He was only suspended four games for an accusation of rape. Kobe Bryant. He was arrested. Embarrassed his family, his wife, his name, his family. Never was suspended for for the for that, but he set out of court for around five to seven million dollars with the complaint. Even though they said that she uh set Kobe up. I don't I don't believe that to to anyway, but don't get me started on Kobe. He was never suspended. Adrian Peterson disciplined his child, I guess, to a point where it was not worthy, not, excuse me, not worthy, but to a point where it was abuse, the way he disciplined him. He was on the uh, uh, commissioner's exempt list for 15 games. Still paying him. Never was suspended. But Calvin Ridley got a game for gambling, got a year for gambling, at minimum. But yet the NFL didn't bother to suspend Deshaun Watson. They had a chance to suspend him last year without any adjudication from the courts. You've suspended Tom Brady for four games for deflate gate. He took all the way to the appellate court and everything. Still got his four games for deflating footballs. Ben Roethlisberger got four games for accusation rape. NFL, what are you going to do with Deshaun Watson? Now we need to look at this. We can look at this in a couple of different ways. We can look at this as whatever suspension he gets, we need to measure on the Big Ben Calvin Ridley meter. If Deshaun Watson gets anything less than what Calvin Ridley gets, anything less than four games. It's a travesty for women who have been sexually abused to let them know that their voice don't matter. If the NFL gives them more than a year, gives them a year, then we know the NFL finally gets it. If it's an indefinite suspension, maybe a year and a half, we're getting somewhere. But anywhere between the four and six games. Now, let me say this. Big Ben only had one accuser. So if he gets more than Big Ben, it's deserved because this 22 women that came forward and, and said something. Now let's turn this into our job as educators. Whenever we as educators of course we're bound by ethics and everything like that if something happens like that to our students of course it doesn't matter if I believe them or not my job is to protect them so it's getting reported if you got scratching your face and your mama scratched you 
getting reported. I don't care. You be saying your mom's gonna kill you, I'm reported. Someone tried to have sex with you and you turned it down, they still forced themselves on you. Of course, I'm calling DVAX and my SRO. We need to make an environment conducive for students to make sure that they're able to report to us. No matter who the student is. Let me say that for the people in the back. No matter who the student is, we must report all wrongdoings of students. No matter how much of a troublemaker they are, no matter how much they they grind your gears, you let the student know that it is your job to make sure that they are safe and that they are good to go. And it can't be good to go or safe if they ever have a threat of somebody harassing them, beating them, molesting them, raping them, verbally or mentally abusing them. We are not the judge and jury on that. We're just mandated reporters. So if you have 22 students that came to you about a, a male athlete that's the star football player on their team, what will you do? I hope you do the right thing. Like these 22 women did. Now that is my podcast for today. I want to thank you for listening. And I'm out.